never prolific, but he was always more than that, just about his goals. You know, wasn't embarrassed with the ball at his feet. Very accomplished player. Maybe even a touch underrated. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. The Football Daily on Off The Ball. Hello and welcome to Wednesday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan. We'll start with tonight's Champions League semi-final. Treble chasing Manchester City, who have never been European champions, take on 14-time winners Real Madrid. It's one off from the first leg at the Bernabeu last week. A lot of people feel City have a slight advantage with the second leg being in Manchester. City are unbeaten in 22 games in all competitions. They could be crowned Premier League champions this weekend. They still have an FA Cup final to come as well. But this is the one they want. Pep Guardiola's won the Champions League twice as a manager, both with Barcelona in 2009 and 2011. We won all the titles except this one. And, uh, and we want it. Of course we want it. This is another opportunity we had two seasons ago when we lost the final against Chelsea last season against Madrid this season again so yeah, we want it of course we want it we, with all desire and I think with being intelligent and smart enough to do what you have to do to, to, to win that game and this is what we wanted to do people say yeah we are close you know for the, this kind of title, title I think we are far away so come down the most difficult games to play right now but in the same time Every time I, it happened last season when we played against Madrid or previous season against Chelsea, it's a dream, you know, it's a dream come true. It's a dream come true to be here. So again, so nobody guarantee in the future we'll be here. Nobody can assure us. So we just, once we are there, let's go, let's go. City made four changes at the weekend against Everton. Kevin De Bruyne didn't play. Nathan Ake will miss out again tonight due to injury. Edar Militao is available for Real after being suspended for the first leg, but Antonio Rudiger did a good man-to-man job on Erling Haaland last week. Carlo Ancelotti has a decision to make regarding his central defensive pairing. The Real manager believes their experience of getting over the line in previous Champions League campaigns could be a huge advantage. Midfielder Luka Modric says they have to enjoy the pressure of playing in such a big game, and he's confident Real will be back in another final. We feel comfortable playing these kind of, of matches. We know that Champions League is a competition that historically Real Madrid always like to play, they always preferred, and I think these are the reasons why we are feeling so good in, in, uh, in Champions League. Kick-off at the Etihad is 8 o'clock and the winners will face Inter Milan in Istanbul on the 10th of June. Inter beat their neighbours AC Milan 1-0 at the San Siro last night to advance 3-0 on aggregate. Lautaro Martinez scored in the second half to seal the deal for Inter. They're into a first final since 2010, which is when they won the competition last. Inter will go into the final as underdogs, regardless of who they play, but Simone Inzaghi's side do their best work in cup competitions. Inter haven't trailed in any knockout stage match in this season's Champions League. They have eight clean sheets in Europe this season, the most in the competition. They also have the Coppa Italia final against Fiorentina next Wednesday to look forward to. Luton Town are just one win away from returning to the top flight of English football for the first time since 1992. Luton overturned a first-leg deficit to beat Sunderland 2-0. It finished 3-2 over the two legs thanks to first-half goals from Gabriel Osho and Tom Lockyer. Kenilworth Road could become a Premier League venue for the first time. Luton boss Rob Edwards took over in November when Nathan Jones took the Southampton job. Edwards was out of work. He was one of many managers that have been shown the exit door by Watford. He says he feels at home at Luton, unlike Watford, when he only took charge of 10 games. I went in with my eyes wide open, and I know that can, that can happen there. 
Uh, I hoped it wouldn't and believed that you know it might be different for us. Um, but it wasn't. I feel now at home here. It feels incredible. I'm so proud of the group of players in there. Um, I'm so pleased with the football club for these fans, these supporters. To get to Wembley, to get to a final is incredible. And of course, when you get to finals, then, then they become about winning. So I realise there's still a job to do, but it's a great feeling. Luton will play Middlesbrough or Coventry. They meet tonight at the Riverside. It's nil all from the first leg. When Michael Carrick took over Borough in late October, they were 21st and he finished fourth with them. Another former Manchester United man, Mark Robbins, has done some job at Coventry. They were bottom of the table after 10 games. They had several off-field issues. Some of their games were postponed earlier this season due to issues with their pitch and there was also the threat of eviction from the stadium's new owners. Borough have only lost once in the league at home under Carrick. After winning the Women's FA Cup for a third time in a row at the weekend, Chelsea can move a step closer to retaining their WSL title tonight. Emma Hayes' side would move two points ahead of Manchester United at the top with a win away to West Ham. Kick-off on that one is a quarter past eight. Third-place Arsenal will look to boost their chances of qualifying for the Champions League next season by beating Everton. Arsenal are five points behind Chelsea, who they play on Sunday in their second-last game of the season. That match starts at a quarter past six. The Republic of Ireland under-17s will get their European Championship campaign underway this afternoon when they take on Poland in Budapest. Colin O'Brien's squad of 20 includes 15-year-old Mason Melia, who was given a senior debut for St. Pat's last Friday. He's the club's youngest ever player to play for the first team. Today's game kicks off at half three. Shelburne boss Damien Duff feels the League of Ireland has been disrespected by clubs in the UK. He's talking about the transfer fees that some clubs offer. And Duff has obviously never shy to voice his opinions and has criticised the standard of refereeing in the league as well as the lack of government funding to improve facilities. The Ireland legend was speaking at yesterday's press conference ahead of Shell's game against St. Pat's on Friday, which will be shown live on Virgin Media 2. He's an issue with agents who demand 30 or 40,000 euro release clauses, and he says he refuses to put in a release clause in the contract of any player that he signs. He also admits that can work against the club. Sheikh Jassim has submitted an improved bid for his attempt to buy Manchester United from the Glazer family. Both Sheikh Jassim and rival Jim Ratcliffe had submitted what had been expected to be their third and final bids for the club last month. With growing confidence in the Ratcliffe camp, Sheikh Jassim's increased the value of his offer, which, as before, is for 100% of the club. It would clear all debt and includes a separate fund directed solely at the club and community. Shane Long's admitted he's thinking about retiring from football. The former Ireland striker who has 88 international caps was part of the Reading squad relegated from the Championship this season. The 36-year-old's out of contract at the end of June and told the BBC he'll speak to his family, but in his head he thinks enough is enough. Speaking of retirement, Italy and Juventus captain Leonardo Bonucci says he'll call it a day at the end of next season. The 36-year-old's won eight Serie A titles over two spells with the Italian club and made his 500th appearance against Sevilla last week. He also has 120 international caps and was part of the Italy team that won Euro 2020. An Arsenal forward following Balogun's decision to switch international allegiance from England to the USA has been approved by FIFA. The 21-year-old, who's currently on loan with French side Rance, was born in the US to Nigerian parents but raised in England. Balogun has previously played for the England under-21s, but he withdrew from the squad in March because of injury. That's it for today's Football Daily. As always, you can subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed to hear the best football analysis, interviews and stories from Off The Ball. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.